0: Yeah, they're coming to an understanding, even if it takes a while.
1: She's liberal, he's conservative, but they're best friends. You know, they'll figure out in the end.
0: Now, hear me out! Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Now Hear Me Out. I'm Harriet Berholtz, and I am socially distanced, yet here with my father.
1: Randy Berholtz.
0: And we're so excited to be back today. Last week, we had a lot of great interviews, and we were lucky enough to have the mayor of Newport Beach, Mr. Will O'Neill, come on, uh, right off of being on things like T- Tucker Carlson, um, Fox News Los Angeles. We are now in and- the
1: circuit, Harriet.
0: <laughs> My dad loves to say that we're on we're on the news circuit. We're on, you know, the list of places to stop for people. But yeah, it was really awesome having his point of view on the show. Um, I know he he's more of a conservative and uh, but he also obviously is the the mayor of a very diverse town politically and he had some really great insight into just what's been going on. Um especially with the whole, you know, closing of beaches, do we leave the beaches open? Is it politically motivated to close the beaches and kind of how Gavin Newsom's handling stuff. Um, you know, on this show, we love Gavin Newsom. We love, love to hate him at times, but <laughs> what do you think, Dad? Was there anything interesting from that interview that you gained?
1: Uh, no, no, I, I, a very, very interesting. Um, you know, it's very interesting to talk with mayors because mayors are the executives in cities, and mayors have to get things done. They just can't, you know, say something and, and then go away and think everybody's going to act. I mean, a mayor, you know, as as he talked about, you know, he he talked a lot about, you know, balancing interest, and and, and he also talked a lot about how do local police, who are the main enforcement officers in, in, in a locality, how do they enforce laws which sometimes seem to be contradictory or just not clear? I, I mean, and, and and you know, it gave me a real good understanding as to what mayors go through, and, and you know, so uh, it's not easy, especially in this in this crazy wacky time.
0: Yeah. I'm- I personally don't think I would want to be a political official you know in any capacity during this time. I mean everything you're going to do is under a microscope. I mean as it usually is, but obviously emotions are higher, people's businesses and livelihoods are on the line with coronavirus. I mean it's it's a very emotionally charged time in America. Well, I had a More
1: situation so- where you know I had a situation where a friend of mine you know you know has a shoe store that also sells you know a lot of PPE gear. And so, you know
0: I would those shoes What's that? Is that the guy who sent you and mom those no, shoes? No, no, no,
1: no, no, no. No, this is a person who who actually has a couple of places in, in San Diego County. And, and you know, the police came in one day and and, and just looked at his shop and said, you got to close down. And so, you know, he, he talked with me, and then I, I went, and I had a talk with the police officer, and then I also had a talk with the city attorney. And so, you know, I looked at the regs, and then we – we just came to an agreement it, you know, he can stay open because he sells a lot of the equipment that nurses and doctors wear. But those are the decisions which are going, you know, going on all over the country. And there are, you know, there are disagreements a lot of times as to what's necessary as to what's not. I mean, Harriet, uh, your mom and I, and, uh, and our dog Simon went out to Rancho Santa Fe this morning and, and, you know, most people are just walking around, you know, I'd say probably 20% masks. I'd say social distancing has now gone from six feet down to like two feet.
0: Oh, this weekend. I mean, my friend's a nurse, uh, my friend Julie, and she basically said that it's a slap in the face to everyone working on the front lines right now to, to treat people with COVID-19 because it sounds like, it feels like San Diego suddenly just thinks everything's back to normal and like the quarantine's been lifted. Oh yeah, and yeah. It, and Pacific yeah. Beach, oh my gosh, the amount of parties going on today—just, it's insane.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's it, it's very interesting. Well, let me also say uh, to, uh, today's Saturday, May sixteenth, uh, just so we can place ourselves here. But you know, it, it's interesting because you know we, we've been hearing a lot about the concept of herd mentality, about how you know, it, you know let's take a herd of of you know cows and, and you know bulls and that you know the whole thing with the herd mentality is you know the the herd closes its ranks so that it can protect itself against you know predators the problem is the people on the outlying in areas you know be either either those who are sick or those who are you know who are young or those who are weak you know get you know get eaten you know it's interesting how i'm seeing this talk of herd mentality from a lot of people who i didn't think i would see it from and it's scary I mean, it's scary to think that some people really believe that they would sacrifice other Americans for the sake of their going out. You know, and, and I understand about the economy and I really do understand about the economy, you know, and I get that and I get that we have to open and, and you know, we got to figure out how to do this. But, but, you know, it's scary to think, though, that some people, pardon my friends, just don't give a crap you know, just don't give a crap about older people or people who have, you know, either special needs or special immune systems. And, and you know, we're not like that because we just have one of our daughters actually has this, and, you know, and, you know it has, a, has an overactive immune system, which has problems. So, you know, I understand where people are coming from, you know, you know, but at the same time, there are people out there who we have to protect. And, you know, I'm not going to go into the herd and, and, and just leave my daughter out there you know, to get COVID-19. I'm just not. So, you know, that's, I mean, that's my personal belief, but you know, what do you think, Harriet?
0: Oh, I mean, sorry. I'm just currently sending you some things because I want us to also talk about some of the, uh, the mean comments that we've been receiving. Um, cause I think that would be funny to, to have a little segment, oh, sure. but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I that's the thing. I think, some of the, there's a, as, as you know, we've talked about on the show with mask shaming and shaming people who are not following first distancing rules. I actually was talking to somebody earlier today that slightly changed my perspective on, on this and, and the whole shaming with people who aren't wearing masks and whatnot. I know for myself, I was at the grocery store yesterday, and I'm not saying this is an excuse to not wear a mask, but I started almost having like a mild panic attack um, wearing a mask, I felt like I couldn't breathe. And so I literally ran outside and ripped it off. And I, I brought this up to, to one of my friends, uh, this morning. And she had said that there's a lot of people who have been told by their doctors not to wear a mask. Like for example, anybody who has limited or restricted lung capacity function, um, to begin with, one of my friends has one lung. Um, another one has, uh, asthma and there's a lot of people there, I guess, telling, you know, not to wear a mask. So we don't always know somebody's situation and, and shaming them. Or I guess, for example, there's people, too, that are seeing, you know, parents with little kids at the store and just saying, you know, what's wrong with you? Why why would you go to the store and bring your child? And people are saying, you know, well, I'm a parent or I, you know, I don't have child care. Like, I have to bring them. What am I going to do? Like, leave them at home? They're five. So I think, you know, there's a way to still be empathetic for people's situations without shaming them. I, I think it's, you know, I don't think we should judge everybody just right off the bat um, based off of what we see. I mean, it's a very limited perspective on, on stuff. So I don't know. What do you think? I know you're, you're, you're very much yeah, pro. You have
1: to be real, too, I think. I mean, I mean look, you know, what we do right now, you know, when, when I'm in a grocery store, I wear, you know, I wear my mask and I wear rubber gloves. I just do. And I throw the rubber gloves out when I come home, and I wash my hands thoroughly, and I don't use the mask again. And that's what I do. If I'm in a car, sometimes I wear a mask, sometimes I won't. If I'm just walking on the street with my wife and my dog, and we're socially distanced at least six feet from somebody else, I'm not wearing a mask. But I have my mask around in case you know I come close to people or. You know, but you know, we were walking today by a golf course. Nobody in the golf course, you know, had a mask, and and they're down to two feet. Two feet now is considered social distancing by by a lot of these people, and and there was oh, a we're on a
0: boat right now with some of their best friends drinking, and I I don't know why people seem to think that it's okay if they go and hang out with a couple of friends. Like it's insane. It just I don't know. But then again, I,
1: yeah. They, there
0: was a report that came out, Dad, saying that only six people in San Diego County have died of COVID
1: 19. I, um, I thought it was more than that. I it was How a lot much? More. what? I thought it was a lot well,
0: more.
1: Your I thought we were about 6,000 cases in, in San Diego County, aren't we? And, and oh,
0: they're saying only six have died of pure COVID 19, meaning they didn't have an underlying condition or anything else. Yeah. So incentivized people and empowered them a little bit to say, you know, that's a tiny amount of people. Why should I have to live my life in fear? Like I'm a healthy person. Like I shouldn't be worried. And I guess ugh, the whole I, thing goes back. To, yeah. What if you're asymptomatic? What if you bring it home to your elderly grandparents?
1: Well, that, that's right. And I, uh, you know, I was just watching, you know, mom and I were watching a vice episode just recently, you know, about doctors in in New York city in a certain hospital in New York city and just the number of people healthy people who, who like have gone in and either they get better you know or they don't they go on a ventilator and they die and just the just the horrible stories it's like you, you know I I know a person at the at the place I used to work you know her father just died of covid-19 you know and it's like I love it with
0: nursing homes too I know that hmm. we talked about that with Will um, these nursing homes become hot spots and it's not like they can really say, you know, no, we can't take in a new resident. You know, they still have to keep up taking care of people. And obviously people that work at the nursing home have to go home and, and all this, you know, and, and, and go get groceries and live their lives and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's harder to contain it with places like that, you know? And I mean like San Quentin too, they're saying is a hot, hot spot. Of, you prison, know,
1: right. Yeah, To win time in San Quentin. Yeah, Yeah, they. I mean, mean, (laughs) that's the question, Harriet, if you are, you know, we're seeing how both parties or maybe the extremes of both parties operate during COVID-19. And as Harriet and I have said previously, you see the best of people, you see the worst of people, you know, but but, you know, what you're seeing is sort of a divergence right now. You know, a certain wing of the Republican Party, probably more. Of the libertarian wing are protesting, they're protesting their rights to be out there without mask and to go back to work. And then you get, uh, you know, a certain part of the Democratic Party, and I don't know if this is the left or what, who says, Let's let everybody out of prison right now because, yeah,
0: okay. no one's saying literally.
1: No, 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 no. I, 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 I'll disagree no. in California, no. California, Harriet, they are letting people out of INS. Yes, no, 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 no.
0: Dad, what you he said criminal. was that saying let everybody out of prison no one is advocating to let everybody uh, out
1: I'm, I'm not so sure you know gavin newsom is pretty close uh aoc in new york well, I think pretty
0: non-violent close. Offenses. and that's very different that's very different yeah. those are people who non-violent crimes i mean if you're Dad, think about it if you're in i'm not saying that he's right or wrong but if you're in jail for burglary or if you're the, serving time is about rehabilitation you know, to be, be yeah, getting so, back.
1: all about it. punishment too, honey. It, it, I think oh. it's a combination of punishment. In, in, I do
0: But in. for a nonviolent crime, it's about rehabilitation. If you're a burglar, you know, if you've done some sort of larceny, like whatever. And you don't, it's, it shouldn't be a death sentence, prison. Well, that's so true. I understand the reasoning.
1: Point, you know, point taken on that one. You know, but, but it's, it, you know, the whole thing is, are these people going to wind up on the streets? Homeless? Or, or are they going to commit more crimes? But, you know, look, just the fact that you and I are having this discussion and just the fact that, you know, you know this, this issue was out there just tells you the wackiness of the decisions that have had to be made. But, you know, if you, if you look at it, though, and, and, you know, President Obama came out. He's had a couple statements the last couple of days. And I'll be honest. If you're getting a four hundred thousand dollar pension from the United States, any pres any ex-president, and I don't care if it's President Obama or President Bush or President Carter or President Clinton, to me, if you're getting a pension, you just need to be quiet and let the new presidents get on with it. That's just my view. I mean, that's just my view. What's that? We're living
0: in in a democracy, not in you know, authoritarian government where people aren't allowed to express their opinions. He was a very, very the, you know, a large part of the country, well respected president who people relied on and they feel a sense of trust in. And it's not like he was overtly critical in the sense of where he said Trump is a failure, he's a liar. Like, no. He, and he honestly has not spoken out. He, he had a very rare public criticism of the Trump administration. Basically, what he said, and this was to a bunch of people that were graduating, he was the, the keynote speaker. He said this pandemic has fully finally torn back the curtain on the idea that so many of the folks in charge know what they're doing. A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. If the world is going to get better, it's going to be up to you. You guys are the future. That's what he said. And then all of a sudden you see Fox News spinning it, Obama critical of how President Trump is ruining the coronavirus response team. And it's, that's, you know, that's why it's so important to fact check and look at what was said. And how is it being taken out of context? Because we know both CNN and Fox, and we just talked about this, you know, they spin stuff.
1: Are to you saying ne- to create the Harriet and Randy news, uh, news Network?
0: Well, hey, Joe Rogan said he wanted to start a news channel that was called like just the facts or something that had zero spin or bias, which I don't even know if that's possible to do but I mean, that's something that we need. It's, it's very rare to read something on any news site that doesn't have bias. It's just, you know, it's just how kind of the world works politically. We're but have it's-
1: that discussion at some point, you know, and, and, and look, as I've said in the previous podcast, and as you said, you know, there's the whole concept of news, which some of us think we know what it is. And then there's a the concept of propaganda. And the, the, the sad thing is a democracy is dependent on an independent press and the problem is, you know, the the question is, do we have an independent press even in the United States? Does does, does, the, does the U.K. have one? You know, do, do Western countries have them. We know the Russians don't and we know that the Chinese don't, you know, but uh, no, I hear you on that one. And, well, and, and that
0: is that, you know, just going back to what you said about, oh, you know, you should just take your 400K a year and shut up and not. Well, I mean, that, that well sets
1: that's such an- a no, no, no. Hear me out.
0: All right, go ahead. Go
1: ahead.
0: A free speech and, and everything that comes along with that. And I mean, George Bush has been critical of the current administration and what's been going on. So has Bill Clinton. So has Mitt Romney. So I'm not saying, obviously, I know Oh, my God. Was. C'est moi. I know. Um, but, Pierre de you know I know. Where in the world is Pierre uh, no <laughs> we'll talk about that later. All right. But we... Able to, to remain critical because these people, the president of the United States, Supreme Court justices, all these people, they work for us, the people. They do. They, We can and we should be able to hire and fire accordingly. So if there ever comes a time where we're told to not be critical of our quote unquote supreme leader, Donald Trump, we're no longer in America, we're in North Korea. And I don't want to live in North Korea. Parent,
1: you have been taught well. So, uh, you have been taught very well. Yeah. So so, look. Let me let me um, let me specify a little bit more what I was saying. And, and you know, I hear you. I hear you. You know. So here is the issue: should an ex president, should all ex presidents let the current president get on with it, or should they? Should there be a grace period, and then they can go back to being normal citizens who can? you know, who, who can speak their speak their minds.
0: Well, you're never going to be a normal citizen. Every former U.S. president still has Secret Service detail. They have uh,
1: well, around I'll the clock... It, but, but let's talk about the speech aspect. And, and this is interesting because, look, you know, I have granted to you even in my branch of conservatism, we still need to have a constitution that is living and breathing, and we need to have laws that are living and breathing for today, you know, and for the future. But let's hit that issue with ex-president 11th oh,
0: well, ex- happened George W. Bush actually contacted Bill Clinton and he asked his advice about handling it Obama when he was elected president for the first two years in office he regularly met with George W. Bush and Bill Clinton well, Michelle to- Obama likes
1: George W. Bush they're, they're pretty good friends right
0: They're very, very good friends. I mean, the the best thing was at the Trump inauguration when they were seen sharing snacks. Michelle gave him like a snack roll or something. You know, they're friends. And what it, I mean, Trump is seriously the only president that can't seem to maintain a relationship that's. Can I tell you?
1: I think that's I think that's some of his persona, though, too. I I mean, I I think you know Donald Trump. No matter what, though, Donald Trump is a businessman, and Donald Trump will speak with anybody he needs to to get a business decision done. Oh no,
0: okay. what I'm saying that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about maintaining relationships and having having a working relationship and a mutual respect with somebody who is president of the United States. Well, that's what
1: we got this show for, huh? That's what we have this show. I know. You know. that's, so we- weird.
0: that's like that. That's like when you talk like with dating. You as a as a man. Or a woman who, depending on whoever you're, you know, you're dating, oh, you, you don't want to date. Yeah.
1: Okay, you know, take me through
0: this. You you give some really weird analogies, but I'm going with this. Okay, yeah. if you start meeting someone for the first time and it's been like two or three months, and you you ask, you know, they're always hanging out with you and your friend group, it's weird that they don't have their own friend group that they're taking you to also go hang out with. You don't want to date someone that doesn't have friends. That's a bad sign, and it says something about you as a person. As a president, when you can't get along with former presidents and all of the presidents before you, even if they've been critical of other presidents before them, can maintain that relationship. I mean, why you doesn't see the how president
1: old- talk to me. He's so mean. Why doesn't he talk well, to not- me? Every other president not- talks to me. George talks to me.
0: He's not getting invited to their poker nights. He's probably not on their Why don't chat? I get
1: on those poker nights?
0: Exactly. Oh, I mean President. George,
1: it never yeah. ends. It's like a big high school.
0: Oh, you know, life is like high school, high school I mean, be, like, isn't it? Kids, it's just like high school, but all over again. Everything's bad. So,
1: <laughs> Oh, I hear you. Hey, hey so yeah. let's maybe, you know, sort of take, let's take the, the COVID theme a little bit. And, you know, uh, I, I think she's a state assembly woman. Uh, uh, Lorena Gonzalez here, one of the probably 2020 political you know, clued in couple, I say clued in, political couple, political power couples of the year here, uh, Lorena Gonzalez and uh, Nathan Fletcher, in San Diego County at least. But uh, yeah,
0: she's she, a member of the California State Assembly from the 80th District. Yeah,
1: that's, that's right, Assemblywoman. So she came out, as you know, and she, and and uh, Elon Musk, who's, who's a bit of a loose cannon, but you know, he's a bright guy. I mean, the guy's, you know, he's created Tesla. I mean. Child. What's that?
0: Except when it comes to naming his oh, child. Oh yeah,
1: and yeah, uh, I—that's that's a little bit weird. But you know, people who are billionaires—they're a bit weird because they think they—they're the you know they own everything. But anyway, when
0: was, Apple was a weird name, this guy named his kid AI one seventy something. So yeah, on the weird
1: Very scale, weird. that's pretty high. Let's put it that way. So, but but. Elon Musk came out and said, "California, I'm I'm really not that happy with you because I need to open up my plants, my Tesla plants, and you're not allowing me to do that." And so he came out and he said, "Well, I'm going to think about moving my plants to Nevada or Arizona or Texas or someplace else." And then, uh, like you know, he tweeted that, and like a lot of rich people, they like to tweet and think that they're, you know, gods of the universe and everything else. And then, right. every woman, Gonzalez came out and said, F, what did we say? She said, F John Musk. Yeah, and, and then um, he got really mad about that. There was a big controversy about that. And then he came out with oh, a, what's that? Know.
0: She was on the front page of CNN.
1: Oh, yeah. And, 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 um, and then he came out with, with a front page headline in a bunch of newspapers that said, hey, she's not f you, she's f all of us. And so, and, and, you know, uh, woman Gonzalez has gotten a lot of criticism from both sides of the aisle on that statement, you know? So balls. what, what do you think I, about I like that? that? What's that?
0: Oh, I, and I think she has some balls and I, or said, no, 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 I'm going to rephrase that. I think she has some ovaries and I think that she, I don't know. I appreciate a woman who speaks her my, I'm not saying it was the most civil thing to say, but she was standing up for what she believes is right for this country. And, you know, I'm going to pull a, a Republican arguing point, but Trump said a hell of a lot worse. So I think to jump all over Lorena, personally, I think that if she was a man, we wouldn't have been this angry. I per I do. I believe that. I'm not trying to play oh, the sex I,
1: I don't believe that one. But, you know, no. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on that one. But every woman it's, in Dallas it's, has it's, a weak mouth. And it's, it's, the problem is, one of the things I think oh, we talked about. I'm sorry, go
0: ahead. Yes, okay. we so let me just repeat something you've said. As you've said, it just oh my God. doesn't sound- Oh up bring
1: bringing up what I've said. Oh my God, go ahead.
0: Okay, it just doesn't sound nice when a woman curses. It just sounds dirty coming out of a woman's mouth. Women shouldn't talk like that. You literally have said that stuff to me kind of my entire life. So hmm. I, yeah, you hmm. very much said, doesn't sound right for a woman to talk like that, and I think it's some sort of weird double standard shock value that she uh, said the
1: effort.
0: We're all adult. I, can't don't know if it's a in, I don't swear.
1: Double standard, and I don't know. You know, is it a double standard to me say that for a woman than a man? Yeah, probably. You know, uh, you know, but I don't know. There's, there's, you know, and and look, if 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 you know her husband would have said it, I'd probably say the same thing here. Only because, to me, the point is not that it's coming from a woman. To be, be honest with you on this one, Harriet. you know, other people maybe may something different, you know. But, but I just think
0: it's an unconscious bias that a lot of people. I personally well, don't believe
1: but, that. But, but 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 look, so let's go beyond that right now. So I'll grant I'll, I'll grant you that I said said something, but not about her, but but in general, and I got to figure out that view a little bit more because I meant something else, but the way it came out probably wasn't the right way. Back. But, 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 but yeah, so, so, but just the view, just the view that she's telling somebody who the state really has really been good to California, you know, 10,000 jobs or however, I don't know, hundred thousand jobs. I, I don't know how many that he can go F himself. And, you know, this is the woman though too, Harriet, who's coming out with AB five, which. Okay.
0: Well, nobody likes AB five. We've talked about that. I think it had a good intention and I do believe they thought that it was for the best. And I mean, who hasn't made a mistake? But they definitely, definitely should repeal AB5 because it's not good for anyone, Democrat, Republican, especially independent contractors like myself, freelancers, entrepreneurs, people just looking to make an extra 1000 bucks 2000 a month doing Uber. It's not good for anyone. So I, I agree with that.
1: And so, yeah, I, I, I mean, just so, so you guys know, if you're not from California, AB5 is California, um, a law that requires that Uber and Lyft and and, and other companies that traditionally have hired consultants or independent contractors that they be rehired as or or reclassified as employees so they can get benefits and the like. The problem is with Uber and Lyft specifically is it's really a way that people can, you know, just use their car to make some extra money without having to join a a drug cartel or something, you you know. so, So and a lot of people depend on it, you know. You know, if you ask people how many people have second jobs in this country, I think you'd be surprised oh at the number of people. A lot of people have second jobs. You know, we're talking now what twenty percent unemployment rate right now, and more people are dependent on it. But but her act is a job killer. And the problem is, you know, you know, you know, I've heard that she's—I don't know—heard she's thinking of running for either Secretary of State or you know, Senate or U.S. Senate or something. But this, you know, this this attitude that we can just kill jobs is just, you know, it's it's just not right. There's got, to, you know, it's it's like what the mayors go through. There's got to be a balance, you know. But what do you think, Carol?
0: No, I mean, I I agree with the sentiment for which she was trying to share with her statement. Obviously, I think she could have been more tactful about it. Um, I think that they, you know, there was good intentions behind AB five. Um, it was about trying to get you know independent contractors and workers, you know, certain certain sort of benefits, protections, if you will, like healthcare and, uh, just things along those lines, but it just ended up kind of screwing over everybody. Um, so I mean, that, that's kind of my take. I mean, I, I respect her as a politician, as a person. I think she's a really tough woman and I, she is faced with so much criticism. And I, I loved what her husband, Nathan Fletcher did on, on mother's day, where he just basically said that he's proud to be called Mr. Elena or Mr. Gonzalez because he gets called that by Tony Kraveric and, you know, a bunch of people all the time. Um, He's like, I am proud to be Mr. Elena Gonzalez. Um, And and she's a really tough woman and I wouldn't want it any other way. Some men are intimidated by strong women and I'm not one of those men. I was like, you know.
1: know, If she keeps going, you know, this is, is as you know, it's just a job killer. And look, you know, I come from a labor family. And, you know, the truth is, if all the jobs go away, what are you going to do? You know, you can't even be in a union then because there's no jobs. And believe me, that's if you want any proof of that, go to Pennsylvania, go to Detroit, go to Ohio, go to these places where the jobs just went overseas. And I'm not saying it's a good thing, and I don't think it's a good thing, but there's got to be a balance here. And, you know, know, I'm as pro-labor as the other person, but I'm not pro-union that screws us all. And... And that's maybe it's, different with her.
0: Maybe this is going to make me sound like a bit of an asshole, but I've had conversations, you know, uh, about this and all this stuff about job killers. And you know, oh, factories are getting shut down, and I've worked there for twenty years, and now my job's gone. Who's the fucking snowflake now? All right, language. Like, yeah, oh, right. No, 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 no! I can say whatever I want. This is my podcast. I can say whatever I want. Yes, I can. Um, what? Learn a new skill.
1: Somebody lose like your have- snack. Herrick needs a snack and a nap. That's okay.
0: <laughs> no, <obviously. laughs> I, I, I do marketing, right? I run Facebook ads. I constantly am having to evolve in terms of what I do, my skill set, social media, learning new tools as they come out. If it's cheaper for countries like, you know, and, and businesses to outsource stuff to other countries, I know you. I know you, Dad. You're cheap. If you can get something done for cheaper in the Philippines, you will, you'll do that. Fair pay-
1: choice though, Harriet, I'll be honest with you. And, you know, I, I told you this story, you know, you know, a long time ago, you know, when I was six years old, I just remember when my mother and father you know, they had a small coal trucking business where they used to rent a truck and they go and, and, and they'd get coal and they would haul it to upstate Pennsylvania or New York or New Jersey or places like that. And, and I remember one day when, when and I was upstairs in my house in, in Shemokin, Pennsylvania, and my mom said to my dad, the coal industry is now dead. Nobody will buy the coal and what cheap oil has come in, what are we going to do? And I just remember that, you know, it's, you know, as a little kid, you know, I just remember that, that feeling like, what now? And all of a sudden we had no money and, you know, it, you know, it was easy for my mom to find a job in, in the dress factories, but they paid hardly anything. And my dad, you know, had to work odd jobs. And then, you know, he, he, he had to work three hours away in construction, you know, and like maybe close to Philadelphia and those places for a while, but, you know. You know, people who sell out Americans, uh, you know, I have no, you know, no compunction with whacking them. You know, so you say that, Harry, and yes, you know, I am cheap. But Officials,
0: I, I mean, Dad, they all hire cheap, free labor. I mean, Donald Trump, mar lago for example. But you know
1: Harry? I, I,
0: like, both ways. I
1: don't think we should anymore, and I think that the experience with China is showing us that there are parts of our supply chain that need to come back home. And 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 the one thing I will say about Donald Trump, you know, you know, hopefully he means this when he says it, is that, you know, we really need to develop America more. We need to take care if every country took care of its own, we would we would all have you know, you know, there wouldn't be immigrants, you know, you know, coming over borders and everything else illegally. And then the problem is we're close to Mexico, we're close to Central America. Where the elites in those countries just rule. And and if you're poor in our country, you, know, you don't have a good wife, you know.
0: For being idealists and for being snowflakes and for thinking, Oh yeah, in theory, that's an awesome thing to, to have as an ideal for countries to take care of their own, but it's not gonna happen. they are corrupt governments, corrupt you know, yeah. politicians. It's never gonna happen. So we have to deal with what we're currently dealing right, with I'm and supposed not to
1: be talking like you you're sounding like a conservative Republican now
0: living in this land of you know la la land of cartwheels and disney and it's just that's not life so of course donald trump's saying you know to conservatives like well if we all just took care of our own and and did you know put america first like okay that's great but that's not that's not the real the reality of of life so what is the right harry you're
1: 27 america? you're talking like you're 57 year old man
0: I mean, for example, people, you know, obviously very, very sad about your, your parents and the and coal and everything like that. But you know what they did? And you know what you do in those situations? You pivot. Americans, as you said, are resilient people. If you are out of a job, if you don't know how to, you know, make money anymore, you figure it out. You have an entrepreneurial spirit and you figure it out and you don't complain. Repo- you know, Harriet, I am about-
1: going to sign your GOP uh, membership card pretty soon. You're oh, standing, you know, don't you're don't standing like out. me every day. <laughs>
0: you know, don't live off the state. Don't take government handouts. Don't don't do government bailouts. Oh, my God, self- Have
1: the tides turn. Am I the Democratic liberal now? Holy hell! It's
0: like a real snowflake bullshit approach to be like, well, my factory's closed and I can't support my family. Like, go figure it out. You're an adult with an able-bodied. You know, you can do whatever you want, but figure it out. Stop complaining. Don't whine. Nobody cares. Get it done.
1: But Harry, can oh, I what? tell you, one of the things right now, you got a lot of public service unions and that, these people are getting, you know, I, I saw a guy, he retired at the age of 50. He's getting $10,000 a month, you know, with, you know, no tax. I mean, you know, that's, you know, wait, wait, wait. Uh, it's a friend of mine, uh, you, 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 you know, and, and it's, you know, I mean, some of these people, you know, depend on the type. I, I don't disagree with you, Harriet. But the thing I think what I've learned is some people, you know, some people have, you know, their problems. Some people have medical conditions, and you know, some people can't always pivot. My parents. Those are the people my, who
0: should have government support.
1: Oh, I know, you know, you know, but but no, no, Harriet, how do I hear you? I, I mean, so where were we going with that one? So I think we were going on that one. we Ana
0: Gonzalez and AB5 and all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of, you know, getting, getting into all of that. But, but yeah, I mean, let's, let's pivot back to, I mean, I guess Tesla. I mean, Elon Musk then tweeted saying, oh, if you have to arrest anybody, please arrest me. Uh, but none of my workers, cause like I'm the one at fault. So I feel like he's kind of trying to like martyr himself, even though he's the one who made the decision to reopen the plant. I don't know. It's, it's not the best
1: well, you know, stay tuned because California is a wacky place, and, 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 and maybe just a uh, little bit of a California update then too. You, you know, we're in stage what now of, of people going going back to uh, uh, to work? I know I mean, we're opening up again, stage two out of four, right? But it, it seems like it seems there was like,
0: this that yeah, just was freaking relevant about you know. Um, <laughs> we don't, nobody really seems to know who, what the stages are or when they're going to be happening necessarily. Talk about it's like,
1: clarity. Holy hell.
0: It's hard to get these stages done. And in these stages, there'll be more stages and we're working towards those stages. So stay tuned for those stages. Like that's what it feels like right now, honestly. And you know, Gavin Newsom keeps saying it's just different. It's always different. So we're technically in stage two right now in California, where you can do curbside pickup for places like Bed Bath & Beyond, um, you know, other other stores like mom and pop stores. But then when we talked to Will O'Neill, he was saying, I guess, for like Newport Beach, that there was never an ordinance to close down small businesses. And I think that the businesses were doing that at their own discretion. If that's not – I think that's what was said. But then Nathan Fletcher came out and said that we'll be reaching phase three within less than a month. But then he said a week ago it would take until September. And I just don't – I don't even know anymore at this point. What uh, if, what
1: yeah, do I don't know if you're following all this. I have been having a hell of a time. You know, it's like who, who do you follow? The president? Do you follow, follow Fauci? Do you follow the state governor? You follow your county people. Do You follow your mayor. I mean, all I know is when I go out, Rancho Santa Fe, it's like there's no problem at all. I go down to the grocery store in Carmel Valley, which is close by, and everybody has a mask going into the grocery store. I go by the beach; nobody has a mask on. It's it's weird, guys, because you, you know. Then I watch my episode of Vice in New York City, where everybody's dying. I have and, and and then I read my either Fox or BBC News or CNN or NBC. Herod has me listening to, and and some countries are opening up and some aren't. I don't know Jonah. what the hell to believe anymore. I I'm sort of in this state of, huh? you know.
0: Oh yeah, I mean I was talking to my husband about this, to Paul, and like we've gotten to the point where we wake up every day. And we're kind of just used to this new normal now of not really going anywhere. It's kind of weird. I, I don't even really think anymore about where I want to go. The, the first month or so, the first month, month and a half, it was like, oh, gosh, I wish I could like, you know, go out to dinner, go to the movies, like just do something, go bowling, whatever. And now, I mean, I think we've kind of just accepted that that's not even an option. And so I don't even really think about that stuff as much. So it's it's weird. Um no, and again in Ohio, I know they announced that gyms are gonna be opening up this week. Um, Arizona is very much open, like restaurants are open. Uh oh, yoga, place. Harry, yoga place is
1: Harada yoga places starting to open or do they have smaller classes uh, or what? Uh,
0: no but what I've been getting from the yoga studios that I go to, I've been getting a lot of emails where they've been surveying people and asking. you?" yoga
1: no, podcast listeners. I'll
0: oh, stop. No, I'm not. Um, you know, they've been surveying their their, you know, customers, kind of if you will, saying uh, what sanitary measures would you want or need to be in place to feel safe coming back into the studio and uh yeah i mean so they're they're trying i mean they must obviously be suffering financially right now unless they're 24-hour fitness and they just have continued to charge people uh, yeah. despite SOB
1: 24-hour fitness you're crooks i'm sorry
0: oh, we canceled our membership like a month before this all happened so thank god
1: we oh, do that at the right time
0: never
1: right? But- try to get out of a out of a uh, you know, a, a, oh, a, class, either cable or a, or a telephone or a gym membership. Oh, my God. You know, they're the biggest yeah. crooks in the world with a capital but, C.
0: Oh, yeah. But um, I, yeah, we talked to Supervisor Jim Desmond about this, too, a little bit. But, I mean, I think opening up gyms is one of the dumbest things you could do. He actually conceded that point when we were talking Buy to him. Why of
1: freaking weights and do what we did in the old days. Buy a bench and a set of weights. Put them in your freaking bedroom bulk up as you can and then go for a damn run or, you know, or do yoga and sit-ups on your carpet, you know, stay the hell out of a gym right now. You, you know, I mean, seriously, nowhere. you're going to be sweating next to the next big dude. Who's probably not going to be wiping off the equipment. Oh my God. You know, That's gross. I, mean, um, that- I
0: guess in each though there, I, I saw, you know, um, the mayor that we spoke with, he was sharing that swimming pools are going to be open, but then you hear other things like, Oh, the virus can transmit through ocean air. So people swimming in the ocean together, like even if they're six, seven feet apart are at risk of catching it. So it's really hard to know a hundred percent what to believe because it truly feels like the scientific facts coming out tend to change. And I, and I understand that that's as the story is developing as, as we're learning more, but I just feel like it's, it almost feels dangerous to report on things that we don't know are 100% true. Um, CNN, Fox, I know they had, you know, done news articles when that hydro, like a hydrochloroquine, the, the malaria treatment was initially thought to be a cure-all. And people went out and got their hands on it, took it because they, they were, you know, thinking it was going to treat it or be preventative and people died. So to, to, to share a news story is fact. When it hasn't been vetted or or tested, um, is very dangerous. And so I think there needs to be a fine line between censorship, obviously, and just vetting things. I don't know if you know on Instagram now and on Facebook, but if you try to share a story that has been deemed by their "quote unquote" fact checkers as being factually inaccurate in any way, they won't they won't share it. And some people have been saying, "Oh, this is censorship. This is you know communism and all this kind of stuff." But I don't think personally you should be allowed to spread false information. Like that's dangerous too. What do you think?
1: Uh, you know, I'll be honest, Territ. I'm still, I'm still reeling from your, your podcast to question. What is a fact, you know? So, <laughs> you know, I, I, the truth is I don't know the truth. I, I know what the truth is to me. I know what I see yeah. and I know scary. what I touch and I know what I hear and you know, but as you said, with that one, what was that one? Oh, the, oh, the affair, uh, the um, uh, the uh, series. You know, they where they do things from other people's viewpoints. Uh, yeah. The truth is, as you get old, I know what the truth is to me, but it's right? something else. You know, you know, when I'm thinking I'm not crabby, and somebody thinks I am crabby, and I'm like, well, hell, I didn't mean anything, and they said, well, you're mean to me. I I don't know, you know, it's like, you know, so this whole concept of the truth, you know, I don't know. I I, I hope I would know what it is.
0: You can relay your experience with, you know, high school. For example, I was talking to my best friend, Paige, hi Paige, um, about this the other day, but you can have one totally different experience and you can see yourself as the victim of, you know, bullying or mistreatment among different friend groups or whatever, and then you can talk to somebody else and they can think that you know you were kind of a bully, or like you were nasty to them, and you made their high school hell. So you know it kind of goes to the statement of like everybody is somebody's monster. You know what I mean? Like no. Well, I hope is I'm not
1: somebody's monster. monster. I hope I'm not. But you know, I mean, uh, so well,
0: you know, the, you you there's very different viewpoints, and we all see stuff differently. There's that's why they say there's my side, your side, and then the truth, because our emotions taint stuff, our our preconception, <coughs> you know, all that stuff. It. It taints our reality and our worldview. So yeah, I, I don't even think it would be possible to have a news channel where it's just the facts, because, like you said,
1: you know what?
0: <laughs> you know. Well,
1: it's like you know, but but you know, like we talked a little bit about groups like the Southern Poverty Law Center use that against people. You, you know, there's the Amazon has the Smiles program. You know, there's the Smiles where oh, they yeah. where they give you know money to groups and you know they. Oh, yeah. They based some of it on the Southern Poverty Law Center's uh, hate group list. And the problem is not all groups on there are hate groups. And if, if you cross the Southern Poverty Law Center, they'll put you on this list, and then you'll be boycotted. A.K.A. lawyers use the anti-boycott laws to go after the Southern Poverty Law Center. Anybody who boycotts you. Hello, buddy. Hello.
0: Father, what are you talking about? What are you talking about how the SMILES program has –
1: Okay, so, so the Amazon SMILES program – they take a lot of the lead. So they they exclude some groups from that program, from, from some nonprofit groups from getting benefits under that program. And they like do it. Of, I'm sorry?
0: What type of nonprofit Maybe groups. Like an
1: anti-immigrant, you know, like a group that's fighting illegal immigration or a oh, group that.
0: And,
1: or, and that's
0: not. Uh, that's obviously they're not going to donate to those
1: types well, of charities. I, w- I wouldn't say obviously, but, but, you know, a, 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 a religious group that has certain views, like a a Hasidic Jewish group, or or some group, you know, or a uh, you know a, a Baptist group that that has certain a beliefs.
0: Company, they can decide who they want to include well, you know, in their but. Brother.
1: But the whole I thing is
0: cancer. Whenever I make
1: a purchase, like yeah, I, but I, they'll, I, they'll use certain you know groups. You know, Southern Poverty Law Center really good, is out there, and and they really go after their enemies, their political enemies. And look, you know, nope. it's something to right. talk about again if you want, but, you know.
0: Yeah, it's fine. We won't get into that. But, but, but which I know...
1: You're yeah, right, right. honey. I'm sorry.
0: No, I just, you know, they can decide who they want to round up to. And Freudian slip on your part, but nobody should be anti-immigration. You meant anti-illegal immigration, which well, I'm like sure... Oh, I
1: know. To, to correct that, to to... Define no. Some people can be anti-immigrant. I mean, but that's I don't th- I don't think a lot of people are. I think this is a nation no, immigrant. So, immigrant. you know. But
0: anyway. You an so, you married somebody who immigrated from from England.
1: No, like no. it's You're an you know, immigrant, so. Harriet. I'm not. T- Harriet t- She's an immigrant. Yeah.
0: Six weeks old when I made the trek over on the Mayflower. No, I'm kidding. Um, but no, we just got on the
1: Titanic. She was down there in steerage. We were in steerage. We were dancing with all the poor people. Harriet was on a, I don't know,
0: I, I, on a I'm school up top. dancing,
1: you know. I don't
0: know were
1: Harriet you. Harriet was up on top. We told her that, but she really wasn't. Harriet was down in steerage dancing, you know. So.
0: Oh God. But no, I mean, I think, I feel like we covered what we wanted to cover. I, you know, I don't think there's a lot else to say. I mean, obviously, I think next time we should talk about, I think we should do an entire podcast devoted to uh, whether or not we should have mail-in ballots um, as a possibility. And Represent both sides of the coin. We've obviously had someone who very much believes that male, you know, voter fraud is a is a real issue. Kudos, he definitely. To
1: Representative Mike Garcia, who won, um, you know, who won his election in the 25 I think, twenty fifth congressional district in uh, California. Republican, Naval Academy guy, former fighter pilot. Uh, good job, Mike. So anyway, okay. So anyway, I had to get that plug in my head. I'm sorry.
0: What's his name? Mike Garcia. Garcia.
1: Yeah, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. uh, hey,
0: yeah.
1: maybe we'll just finish with a segment on crazy crap that people have said about our show. Yes, uh, we're,
0: no, no. As you know, there's a, a thing called mean tweets, yes. where they have people put out their mean tweets. These are mean comments, and so Dad, you can also just go. You have access, obviously, to our our Facebook, so you can go on your little on your Facebook, pull it up. And you should see like, oh, now hear me out. It's been tagged in a comment, but I screenshot some for you. So I'll let you, you read a couple at your discretion. Go ahead. I'll let you start.
1: Uh, wait, wait. I don't think I can see them. Harriet. So here, why don't you start? Yeah. I can't make that any bigger here. I'm sorry. I just, oh. Uh, oh, I want to comment on one thing. What is a kosher sandwich? <laughs> well, people have called us a kosher sandwich. And frankly, (laughs) podcast listeners, I think that means that we're Uh, both Jewish.
0: No, no, that's not what it is. Basically, we're both sides of the bread. Uh, You're a Republican. I'm a Democrat.
1: Ah, I didn't know that. So that's a so it means you're both sides of the bread. Is that true?
0: Like you are one side of the bread. You're the Republican. I'm another side as a Democrat. We're trying to meet in the middle, the sandwich. That's what a. I asked. Oh, I asked a woman directly. I was like, "Is this a Jewish thing, or what do you mean?" And she's like, "Well, you're." And the response I got was, uh, "Your podcast ain't worth shit to listen to if you don't know what that means. You moron." So well, and then that's
1: great, but I really don't know what that means. So, so listeners, you know, go on our, our website. Let us know what what that means. I, I mean, uh, I mean, look, you know, I hope it's not derogatory to Jewish people. And but you know, I just don't. <laughs> I just truly don't know what a kosher sandwich means. So, so just let us know on that one. So, Harrod, go ahead. What else have you? You know, what else we have?
0: I literally texted you, I the the comments, so you can pull them up on your phone.
1: I just have one here.
0: No, there's the, from four fifteen today. I texted you seven messages.
1: Uh, okay.
0: On the photos, and then you can scroll.
1: Um, uh.
0: Or on presidents chose the division by blaming everything on the Democrats. And the Democrats know the real problem is the Republicans. The real problem is neither party wants to face the fact that the largest voting bloc is registered independents, who are going to make both sheep filled parties obsolete, but good luck educating the clueless. So, hmm, that Very was right.
1: interesting comment on that one. You know, we haven't heard from a lot of independents because independents aren't out there joining groups because they're independent. So independents, we want to hear more from you. What do you believe? are you really the ones deciding who wins in this country or are you all staying home? You know, let's, you know, you know, maybe you're right, you know, but the democratic party in California doesn't seem to be getting any smaller, you know? So, uh, you know, I don't know what you stand for. I, you know, hopefully you're more with us because we're trying to, we're trying to move both parties to the center to get stuff done. So, uh, what else here, Harriet? So, uh, Harriet?
0: Yes. I see. You go ahead. You read one.
1: So there's one for, well, for, you know, a lot of these aren't questions. They're they're just statements, right?
0: Exactly. So read the statements. Uh,
1: I don't know, I know. The United States must get rid of the Democratic Party. The Republican Party is the only political party that looks out for all the citizens of the United States vote Republican. Well, you know, they're probably right. So I don't have any comment on that. So do you, do you have a comment on that? Just joking. Oh, I was so-
0: <laughs> the other ones, you're supposed to read the ones for your party. But, uh okay, if the Dems weren't so worried about getting money from other countries and stockpiling in their dirty pockets, I would listen to him. But every Democrat that I've ever seen was crooked as all get out. Suck it, Dems. So, very insightful on that part. Yeah. So, look, against Republicans. That's how we well, do this. Well, I,
1: I, I just saw one that says about – yeah, got you know, get rid of the Democrat, and uh, 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 that would be a good thing altogether. But you know, the whole thing about this party is we have a Democrat and Republican. So hey, get over yourself, dude. Uh, just open anything else here. Michael Burke. What's that?
0: Read the one by Michael Burke. It starts with "This might be impossible." This might be possible. It's a rip on Republicans. You read it.
1: Oh. This might be possible, but but Trump has shown and greatly worsened the watershed in our nation. If you believe in the Constitution, rule of law, civil rights for anyone that's not wealthy and white, environmental protections, and even reality, you cannot compromise or meet Trump supporters in the middle. There is no middle ground. Compromising with Nazis is unacceptable. Giving an inch is not compromise its appeasement, and it makes us complicit in any atrocities they commit. Well, Michael, I hope this was a bad day, probably. But – doesn't seem like you have any compromise left in you, my friend.
0: No, 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 okay. And then this is the good one. What if we want nothing to do with either party? I mean, really. Last election, I was given a choice between a racist Republican and a racist Democrat with both groups of blind supporters yelling at me that if I didn't vote for their candidate, i.e., if I dared to vote third party, I was voting for evil. They're both caustic parties. I'd rather see us start voting for candidates again instead of parties. Stop putting your party first. Put people first. You know what, Ken? Voucher. I agree with you.
1: Yeah, Ken. I, I mean, I, I mean, look. I was a Democrat. I'm a Republican. You know, I, I still think we need. I still think, in order to win, you need a party. But look, if you have a, if you have a program for us, you know, if you have a process that we could all do to make parties obsolete, maybe some of us would think about it. But right now, this is this is the party I'm in. This is the party where. 90, 95% of stuff I agree with. Some I don't. And I, you know, to be honest, I'm either silent on it or I'll express my view, you know.
0: and then I want to close this out with. uh, From Billy Jack Joe Bob, which I don't know if that's his Christian name. Um, I hope not,
1: Jack Joe Bob.
0: All right. Everything we are as Americans is at risk because of democratic socialism. That's a cute saying that we are stronger together and that we need to communicate between the right and left. Uh, but freedom and socialism are extremely two different things. Liberalism is our enemy, not our friend. Wake up, you dumb bitch. Yeah. Thanks, Billy Jack. You're so sweet. Billy Jack oh. Joe
1: Bob. Thank you for that. You know, um, you know Billy Jack <laughs> Joe Bob, uh, you know, this is one of the reasons we have the show. Because if Harriet and I started calling each other these names, you'd probably listen for a couple of yeah. days, and then you'd say... Well hell I can do that with my own family.
0: I know, right? So
1: what we're trying to do is the is to show how you how you talk with each other. You know, and, and look, a lot of people have been commenting here about about, you know, wouldn't it be nice to do something with your daughter or, or or your son or something like this? You know, Harriet and I really care about each other. Do we get into fights? Oh my god, we get in the fights. And it's normally Harriet's fault. But that's okay. Well- no, just joking, just joking, just joking, just joking. No,
0: P.S. These are the, my dad doesn't always believe me that these are the types of messages that I'll receive, uh, you know, from this podcast because he's not as active on social media. Just going to say it, no, not
1: defensive. I, I can never find the damn site, you know, that's not anything. But, 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 oh, but, hey, look, first of all,
0: nobody should be sending these types of messages I, I to I enter Just
1: remember, Harriet's my daughter, I'm her dad. You know, you attack Harriet, you attack me. You know, and, and it should be like this country, you know, somebody attacks, you know, anybody in this country, they, you know, an attack on one, an attack on one is an attack on all. And, you know, tone it down, you know, tone your debate <laughs> down, don't, you know, don't,
0: Send but don't be a dick, you, <laughs> know? <laughs> you know,
1: and frankly, stop hiding behind Billy, Jack, Joe Bob, usually
0: We're just being jerks. I hope it's not. (laughs) Holy
1: hell, if that's your name, my friend, oh, my God. Uh, But anyway, seriously, you know, stand behind what you say. Don't hide behind a veil or hide behind a mask right now. If you really believe in what you mean, talk about it. We can talk things out because that's why we're Americans. We have the freedom to do that. But but taking these extreme views doesn't get you anywhere. And it's, you know... And you can talk and get mad and yell all you want. But, you know, guys, you got to listen to other stuff besides Fox. And people watch CNN. You got to listen to some other things besides CNN. You know, this is not the day when we had, you know, three TV stations and we all watched the same thing. And we all sort of... You know, that the TV stations could sort of play to the middle because if they were too much one way or another, nobody would watch. But today... I mean, we have hundreds, if not thousands of channels out there. And so everybody who has a cause can have a channel, but you know, maybe we just need to figure out how to you know, just how to talk to each other. And that's one of the things Harriet and I try to do. And, and, you know, look,
0: Yeah. You know, one thing I want to say too, is like, you know, I like to say do the grandma test or the grandpa test. If you wouldn't feel comfortable saying it to, or in front of your grandma or grandpa, don't type it on Facebook or Instagram or send it to a poor, just nice, democratic co-host of a podcast in a DM. And,
1: and just then talk remember, about my- guys, I'm Harriet's dad. She's my daughter. And I'm, I'm going to get on her about saying F-words and stuff like that because, Harriet, that's your role. Would you say that in front of granddad and grandma? No, you wouldn't.
0: No, it depends, though. Some people's grandparents. Not it depends on who's grandparents grandma what are we talking about.
1: <laughs> Yours are not it should be grandparents who smoke pot. Let's put it that way. So
0: but uh yeah, so I mean that's that's kind of my thing. We just don't know I mean we, that's exactly right. We don't know how to talk to each other. And maybe my father and I will rehash a little argument we had uh, last week at some point, maybe share some texts. <laughs> no uh,
1: <talk> <laughs> Harrod always brings it up. Bring what Teachable they tell moment. you what they Teachable tell you moment. when you have arguments. Never bring up the past. <laughs> no <laughs>
0: so great except the Trump administration literally launched ObamaGate about something that happened in 2016 that hasn't even been proven. Who's rehashing the past now? Hey, Donald so what Biden. is
1: Sleepy Joe been called now? What what is it called? Biden, Biden,
0: Biden Biden. Where the hell's Joe been? Right <laughs> now, all his lies.
1: <laughs> Donald Trump, when you're out of office, we're going to miss you, dude, but you're going to go back to entertaining us probably on TV at some point. You know. Guys,
0: what can't he just disappear quietly into the night? Just well, to hang out at mom.
1: It? It'll be worse than President Obama, as you know.
0: Obama isn't doing anything. Obama's <laughs> graduation for the class of 2020, telling him that they are the future, and, and Fox News gives him this. Slams <laughs> Donald Trump. He didn't even mention Donald Trump.
1: Oh, what are I you know. talking? About? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, listeners. We we really enjoyed this one. Uh, you know. Our goal Not is interested. to get you interesting people, to keep the conversation going, and if you want to appear on our show, please do. Please give us a call and or an email or a text. Yeah. And you know what? Hello. We need Democrats, and we need independents. Come on our show. Talk to us. Okay?
0: For you
1: hear me? Hello? On? Yeah.
0: Can you hear me? <laughs> okay. You weren't responding for like two minutes.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I, I guess I just went off. But everybody, <laughs> this is Randy Burholt signing off. and. Okay,
0: oh, sorry about that. Oh my God. Go ahead. Okay, no, I spoke with Corey Briggs and Pete Mesich, and I think that both of them are going to come on and talk about Mara Elliott. Um, oh, I guess there's very suspicious stuff going on oh, once cool. again with Mara Elliott covering stuff up. And uh, there's obviously a high chance that she's going to be reelected. Just, pri- I mean, honestly, I think primarily because she has that name recognition. The people These know are who two she people did. running
1: for the city attorney's uh, position in San Diego County.
0: And Pete was also on the ballot. Obviously, I don't. He didn't get enough votes to to go to the next round, so to speak. But really, really good guy. Um, Corey Briggs calls himself. It was the the taxpayers' uh, attorney, right? I think that was his his thing. Right. So to have him on it and what we want to do you know we're going to be doing not only a mayor's series guys where we talk about you know we talk to, to mayors from all over the country starting with california um will was the first person will o'neill of newport beach to launch off the mayor series really hoping to get kevin faulkner on here uh in the next kevin, couple come weeks. on our
1: show come on dude
0: I know, but uh, but yeah. So we're gonna do that. We're also gonna bring you guys some live uh, live debates between candidates for for the fall elections. So stay tuned for that. But all right, will,
1: you know, if the incumbents agree to come on, if not, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a debate without you and with your opponent. So that'll be yep. very interesting. So. talk
0: About you, so you better come. No yeah. I'm
1: kidding. But
0: uh, you know, please come. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Now, this is Harriet Berholtz and Harriet and Berholtz. And we will talk to you guys later. Stay right, safe. You know.
1: Bye.